Hello and welcome to the Udo Film Club podcast, where every week we bring a good movie, bad movie, or a topical movie. I am your host, Louis Golub, and uh, today we have... Uh, Ty Govea. Ty. Uh, and what movie did you pick, Ty? I chose Swiss Army Man by The Daniels. Yeah, Swiss Army Man, uh, starring Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Ty. Sure. Uh, I'm a freshman. Um, I'm from Washington, like more south. Uh, I've been into movies for a very long time. Kind of just like watching stuff. When with did you friends. start? Um, like really getting into it. I guess really getting into it would be last year or the year before when I just started like hosting movie nights nonstop with like my that's, friends. Yeah, that's really nice hosting movie nights. Yeah. It's always a you know good get together when, totally. when there's a good movie involved. That's hard for me because I, I hate watching movies by myself, so it's like I need to have an excuse to have people over. Yeah, no, that I is... I want to see anything. It is always better with, with people around. Definitely. Especially seeing their reactions and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. So especially if you've seen a movie before and then you're showing it to mm-hmm. them as well. It's uh, really, it's, really fun. It's the best. Yeah. Um, a favorite movie? I know this is a hard question. But, oh, actually, know. it's been the hardest question for me for a very long time. I... I remember one time I even answered Animal House, which is not my favorite movie. (laughs) Um, But I think actually, the more I think about it now, I think Swiss Army Man is my favorite movie. Wow! All right, that's a that's actually you know I was expecting it to be in like some you know some people's favorite film because it's such a unique movie, right? yeah, no, so actually, you know, let us know more. Why did you pick the film? I, I mean, it's, I love this movie. I think it's, it was really well done. I think the more I watch it, I, I notice new subtleties, and I think, I, what I really like about it is that it has, it, it can be interpreted in so many different ways. I think when they went, the, the two guys who made it, when they went to shoot the film, they didn't have a specific message they wanted to display. I think they're, their whole thing was they wanted to make a movie where the first fart makes you laugh and the last fart makes you cry was was the what wow. they said. Yeah, that's actually yeah, that's a pretty cool concept going into it. Yeah, um, and because it had such, a, in my opinion, because it had such a vague concept to go into, you can take so many different things out of it. I mean, I've seen people who say it's about it's about cross dressing or trans or being like finding transgender than yourself. I mean, I, I kind of interpret it as almost like an ego versus an id thing, but. It's just there, there's so many different ways you can look at it and so many different things you can get out of it. I really I really appreciate that about the movie. Yeah, yeah. And there's also, like, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's, like, a lot of, you know, fan theories going oh, yeah. on about what is actually going on in mm-hmm. terms, narratively speaking, uh, as well as figuratively right. speaking. Uh, so what are your thoughts on that? Like, I, what happens in that, narratively speaking, in your opinion? Right. Well, like, the whole movie, it's kind of... It, it, sometimes they reference, like, oh, maybe it's in his head. Sometimes yeah. they... Uh, say it's not, but I think most of the time it's like, it. I, in my opinion, I don't think it matters. Um, it's kind of like the Inception ending. Right. Not mattering. I, yeah. I think it doesn't matter, and I think like, I, it kind of bugs me whenever I, like, I look at it, like a lot of the articles are like, was Manny real? Did this really happen? <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't matter, dude. The whole point is that it was real to Hank, and, and it, he, he felt comfortable admitting that it was real to him, you know? Um, and because it was real to him, like at the ending, it kind of was real to everyone exactly. involved as well. Yeah. Was, what I what I took from that personally was like, be true to yourself, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And he did that, and that, yeah, that's a nice message in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, favorite scene in this film? That's a tough question. Um, for me, just because I think I don't really, especially like one scene, but I mean, I I. 
you know, like it, you can just pick an honorable mention yeah. too, you know. Sure, I think the um, the scene on the bus with um, with like where he's 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 he got Manny on the bus and he like starts dressing as the girl and stuff. That whole scene, I really like. I just think it's funny too, where he's yeah. like, um, it's just it's a lot of personality and it. it it displays a lot of the character. But then again, like, also there's the whole party scene, and that's yeah, just a lot yeah, of that fun. Was, that was what I was about to say. Like, personally, I really like the way the uh, party scene was shot. And yeah. It, it looked like it was actually, you know, a, um, how do I say, a very, very serious film uh-huh. at that moment. You know, like, uh, taking if you just take that scene right. in itself and play it for someone they wouldn't expect the, uh, the rest of the movie to be the way it is totally no and I, the party scene's great it, it, it it's like I don't know it's just so much, so much character is, is portrayed in that, that bit but then you know I, I, I could go on yeah, no, I like them all and, and keep keep going like um, I think the scene where he first dresses up like Sarah I, I I didn't even remember that scene the first time I saw the movie Like, but then I went back and I saw it again and there's like there's so much character with with Manny like singing his songs so doesn't overthink things. It's like oh yeah. that's an interesting character that they kind of mentioned but they didn't exactly explicitly bring up until that point. And then there's the whole like him struggling with the dressing up. He's like oh this is stupid. Why am I doing this? But then like there's the bit where Manny's like you're beautiful and he and he, and he actually looks like really happy and it, it yeah. I just thought it was super sweet. And it's like you know especially with with Hank you know. Uh, Manny, like, got it right in the first try. You, know? uh-huh. you, you left uh, because nobody loved you. Right. And you're trying to go back because you love uh, your parents or something like that. Right, right. Uh, and, yeah, that was, I think that compliment really hit him because of the fact that he hasn't been getting these compliments. Exactly. No, it, was, you know? it was really sweet. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just, it's, I think that was, that was a cool moment. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, like, the performances in this movie. You know, Daniel Radcliffe starting out from just farting to uh-huh. actually being, like, coherent. And yeah. it's, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty amazing, like, the transformation. Oh, and he totally gets the, like, juvenile kind of, like, I have no yeah. idea what's going on. He totally yeah. nails that, too. Hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> that was, like, the one of the funniest scenes, too, you know, where he just punches him. Yeah, around. it was. Why it was, did you hit me, man? You know, Hank? Was it, yeah, right, man. yeah. Oh, that was so good. That was, um, I, I don't know if you noticed this, but, uh, and you probably might have, but, like, at, at the ending of the film, there's mm-hmm. also uh, Shane Carruth, or Shane Carruth, I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name, but he's, like, the director of Primer and oh, Upstream Club. I didn't notice that. Yeah, so but that's that was, like, a thing that I really, really liked when I saw the movie. Apparently there was a bunch of cameos at the end scene, because, like, the cameraman, that was Andy Hole who did the entire soundtrack. Huh. Um, and I think somebody else showed up too. It was there was a lot of like yeah. that was kind of cool. And like uh, Shane Carruth right now. Uh, if you haven't seen his movies, I really recommend them. Primer. Sure. And Upstream Color. Primer was a movie that was like on a seven thousand dollar budget, but it's also a time travel film. Huh. So I'll have to check it out. I, yeah. I haven't heard of that. It sounds good. And Upstream Color is just a sequel like film. It's not even a, it's not a real you know it's not a direct sequel right. to Primer, but it's just his next sure. film. And now he's uh, producing something like he's directing something that Tom Holland uh, calls like the best script he's ever seen. Interesting. So I'm psyched for that. Yeah. I'm psyched for that, and I'm also like happy to see that you know he's not just. Uh, 
you know, just hiding away from everyone. Right. He's actually, he just came on as a cameo in yeah, this film. Cool. And that's pretty cool. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, um, but Paul Dano. Uh, oh, Paul Dano's great. He's directing a new movie, right? Is he? I think I so. Know. Like, he has a directorial debut. I'm just I get Paul Dano confused with a different redhead actor, um, and I forget who, now. I think, I don't know, but I always, like, I, I see him, and I think it's Paul Dano. I'm like, no, that's not Paul Dano. It's, but, yeah. Oh, it's going to be, uh, it's called Wildlife. Hmm. Directed, uh, yeah, directed by Paul Dano. It's going to release, uh, oh, it's going to release, it should have released already, I think, actually. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, I haven't heard much about it other than it, it got, like, uh, it, it premiered at Sundance. Oh, okay. And it got, like, uh, you know, good reception there. Right. And it's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's starring... Uh, Carrie Mulligan and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, okay. So I actually yeah, decided to see this one. I didn't even... It just passed by, I think. And I didn't even get to see right. it. But, uh, Paul you Dano know. Paul Dano's great. You know the beard that he has at the beginning of the movie? Yeah. It's fake because Paul Dano can't grow a beard. Oh, man. They had to, like... Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's that is funny. A lot of people... Um, it's not about... You know, I asked you this before. It's not... Uh, there's, like, a theory about whether he's actually alive or dead. Right. Would you think? I know it, yeah, it shouldn't yeah. really matter, but... I think he's alive. Um, but then again, I also think... I don't know. That's a tough one, because... Yeah, he could be dead. He could be dead. He could be alive. I mean, I want the optimist in me wants to think he's alive, because it's just sweet, and the whole thing is sweet, and I want it to be like a... Supernatural. Yeah, it's just like just, just them finding each other. But at the same time, there's a lot that could be said about him being dead, where it's, it's um, like the whole... I'm hallucinating, my mind is crazy, so I'm less lonely, which, I, I, to me, I want it to be that he's alive just because I feel like if he's dead, it makes the movie a lot more depressing. Yeah. Um, it makes the movie just a crazy guy who kind of accepted himself, but in the end, he was still crazy. Yeah, no, that is, that is true. But, uh, like, me personally, I think, I personally think he's alive just mm -hmm. because, uh, but it, it also, he could also be dead, but right. just because basically... Uh, right after he does that attempt and the rope breaks, he right. you know talks about how his life was you know, exactly, and it didn't actually flash right. before his eyes because there was nothing really mm -hmm. of significance. So um, yeah, maybe that is a, a hint that he's alive, and sure. maybe that's a hint that he's dead too. It's, right. They did it really, you know. They. I like they, how they didn't focus on that aspect. It wasn't yeah. just like, oh, is he alive? Is he, is dead, he dead the whole no. time? No, and even was, like it was about the adventure. Exactly. You know? I thought it was cool. I didn't notice this the first time, but when he first comes alive, um, Hank starts to like freak out, and he's like, "Oh, maybe I'm just hallucinating." And he starts to like, "Oh, this is weird." But then Manny starts singing, yeah. and because he starts singing, he stops overthinking it. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a really interesting kind of like subtle touch to that to why he doesn't overthink things. And there's a lot of parts of that movie where you go back and you watch it, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't notice that." And it's it's not that important, but it's just kind of like subtle throwbacks and, and foreshadowing and stuff. Yeah. Um, another example would be like we talked about his mom and the, and the whole oh the, yeah that the that masturbating was, thing that was kind uh, of interesting. That was actually. a it was, oh, it was an interesting ride. thing. Yeah. But like I thought it was interesting because he talked about how his mom made that joke about if you keep masturbating you'll catch up to me. Yeah. And Danny's like starts to laugh, but Hank goes, "Oh, that was funny. My mom had a weird sense of humor." But then at the end of the movie, when he's getting dragged by the bear. He makes a similar joke, and it, I, I thought that was interesting that, like, 
he really does have the same sense of humor as mom. He just was ashamed of it, so he didn't. Yeah. He kind of hit it before. Yeah, no, he that like when he was about to die, he came to terms with it. Right. Uh, and that's also an interesting thing because in the like when he tried was he when he was dying the first time, that didn't really happen. Uh-huh. You know, he was just gonna kill himself. Right. Because he had nothing to live for. Yeah, yeah. But at the end, you know, he just came to terms with it, and that I think is a very very good moment uh, in terms of character that development really for that sweet, guy. really sweet, yeah. Yeah. So, Swiss Army Man, the title. Yeah. And Daniel Radcliffe. He's, uh, you know, an actual, like, he, sure. the, the title fits. And I want to know, like, I only caught a few of the functions, you know. Mm-hmm. His, uh, his hand can, like, cut things. Chop if it's, wood, yeah. yeah. Um, he can also start fire with his fingers. Well, yeah, he makes sparks. And he actually, it was... It was a combination of his fingers and his farts because oh, he yes, snapped to make sparks and in the methane. Yeah, yeah, no, you could like funny. he had he could shoot. I think when they when like he, from his throat. Yeah. I think he also used his mouth to like chop, chop string or something and and <laughs> that was so gross when he used his teeth to like shave his beard and stuff. Just like <laughs> pulling hair out of his mouth. Oh man, oh, man yeah, poor that, Daniel Radcliffe. That was kind of wild. Yeah, uh, the weirdest one was the. Uh, you know his 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 dick is a compass. Oh my god! Which is like <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it's that like, was weird. They you know they thought of everything. Uh-huh. They didn't just make it like you know he he got aroused and they were just. I thought they were just trying to show that he's also uh-huh. a little human as well. Yeah. But then they, they also just like, made a function for that too, and that's that's great. Uh, it was yeah. interesting because at the beginning, like. This, the functions kind of made sense, like the farts are like built up methane, yeah. and the water is because he got filled with water. But then, like as it went on and on, it seemed to me like the functions became less and less realistic. They they definitely became Which less and less. Realistic. I wonder if that was intentional to like maybe show that he wasn't real or something, and Danny was or Manny, Hank was slipping more into uh, whatever his fantasy was. Yeah, I guess. So I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> there is a lot. There is a lot. I still don't feel like I understand that movie. <laughs> yeah. So so the the Daniels. Uh, yeah. First names. I'm not. I Daniel Kwan and I forget the other one. I think I don't remember. Yeah. So uh, what have they done other than this? Okay. You, you so know. yeah, they did the the turn down for what music video? Okay. <laughs> Which is like probably the biggest. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. Know. Yeah. <laughs> that like is a good transition. Oh yeah, actually. they did the turn down for what music video, which also has like fun camera angles that they kind of reuse in this movie. Yeah, they also did this short film, which you should check out if you have time, um, called An Interesting Ball. An interesting ball. And it's huh. it's if you watch it, you're like, oh yeah, this is definitely made by the same people who made Swiss Army Man because it's basically kind of like a an amalgamation of different short stories that are all kind of just told at the same time, and like one's about this woman who um, her husband's dead and then she gets a phone call from a kid who says is your refrigerator running and then her refrigerator starts to run and she has to like chase after it wow and there's another thing where um, actually it's played by the directors the Daniels um, and this is the most part of the whole thing is is he like one of them plays like a prank and then one where he like wakes him up with his butt in his face but then the guy gets his foot stuck in the guy's butt and by the end of the short <laughs> film he gets he gets sucked up the guy's butt wow it's really weird um, there's another one it's like about a bunch of frat guys that are all like they one's like sat over a breakup and they all get like group hugged and they turn into like a mecha frat boy oh, and man. then accidentally kill his girlfriend and then like run from the cops 
It's bizarre. I actually no, I have to see this. Yeah, uh, and there's like there's another one where like oh my god, but it's the idea behind that one is they wanted they basically they just wanted to take a bunch of really bad ideas and try and make it good, which I mean, um that like that's a, that's a good way of going yeah things which ties into Swiss Army Man too because they I don't there's a couple things in it that they really hated I think it might have been fart jokes and also. You know how the movie, the song Cotton Eye Joe comes up a couple times yeah. in the song? They hate that song. They really hate it. So yeah. their, their idea was if, they, if it, they use stuff that they hate, it has to be really good or else they won't make it. That was like, it's like, it was an interesting thought process. No, that, is, that is a cool way of creating things that isn't being done that often, yeah. actually. So, uh, yeah, uh, do you know if any, of any upcoming projects from I the don't. Daniels? I know they do a lot of music videos. Um, I don't know if this was their first feature film, and I'm not sure if they did it anymore. I hope so because you know their their style of I storytelling is is very unique. Like that, that yeah. is something I do have to. You know, all the flashbacks in that movie were reshot, like except for the bus flashback. Like every time they like did a throwback to a previous shot in the film, they, they redid would re- it. Do it. They, oh, like, that's- that was that is a, pretty cool. That was a rule that they didn't want to like just use the same flashback except for that one bus scene, yeah. which was interesting. No, that is that is pretty interesting. So um, the cinematography in this film, yeah, it's, it's there are some really beautiful shots, right? You know, but sometimes it's it's also just like uh, kind of uh, very how do I say very cliche shots sometimes sure. when it's when it's like trying to depict some uh, you know the relation between right. the two. Uh, and do you think like that has uh, anything to do with their creative process? Or? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I honestly, it's funny because I usually do really pay attention to cinematography, but I didn't um, with this. And I yeah. think I actually that almost ties into something that I, a kind of criticism I have with the, with the movie is that the storytelling, it's I don't know if subtle is the right word, but it's it's hard to notice certain things that I. Like, even watching it the third time, I'm like, oh, that's why they did that. And yeah. I think part of it has to do with their set and that it was just in a jungle or a forest, so it's all kind of samey. Um, yeah, no. It, it, it is, it's, it's weird in terms of its pacing where, like, some, some of it feels kind of, like, really slow. Yeah. And then you get hit with a lot of very uh-huh. fast uh, montage uh, scenes. Oh, God, that, yeah. That bring it up to speed. Um, well, it's, it's interesting because it feels like it happened over a period of days, but then the last shot or the last scene, he just like runs through all of it in like yeah, a no, matter that, of minutes. That was that was funny. That was really funny actually. Um, so that's the thing. Was he uh, was he just going in circles then, basically I, before yeah. he actually reached the road? Well, if you notice, he didn't really use the dick compass very much. Yeah, that is. Uh, like a mistake on his part, to be honest. And another thing, I, I didn't notice this until the third time I watched it, but after like the first encounter with a bear where they fall down that cliff, yeah, he isn't able to get back up the cliff. Uh, so like I didn't notice this, but like the first, the first happens they fall down, and when Manny first sees this photo, there's like a couple shots of Hank trying to climb up the cliff that they slid down, but he can't. Yeah. And then it goes to the whole montage thing of. Um, like him dressing up and creating all those unique sets and stuff. And then at the end, when he figures out that he can shoot, he creates a grappling hook and shoots it up that same cliff, um, which to me means that most of that stuff happened in the same spot because he was stuck there. Wow. Oh, um, yeah, that, that makes more sense. But actually. like the thing, and, and that's my criticism is that it's, I mean, I, I don't think you noticed that, and I didn't notice that until the third time I watched it. Yeah. Um, 
So it's like really subtle. It is. It is. Uh-huh. I did not notice that at all. Actually. Yeah. I didn't see that it was. This, I thought it was a different cliff. Uh huh. I honestly thought it was just a different. I mean, maybe area. it was. I might might have been making that up, but it looked the same to me. Yeah. Um. Uh, and you know, my question is like, why the the bridge thing that like? Oh, that was weird. That was, yeah. What's that addition? Because like they climbed the bridge and then at the end he like just swam and it was he got there anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Um. I don't know. The the whole bridge scene was was weird because it was right after they almost kissed during the party. Yeah. And then it was. Manny all being like I feel like there's this distance between us and Hank's like shut up and then um, yeah it felt kind of contrived like it was just an excuse for them to get in a life and death situation yeah um, no that, that is true plus he gets he gets you know his head stuck in a noose again uh huh yeah I did that was that was interesting like uh yeah, it was interesting because he got in a noose and so did Manny and then it was like this time he didn't want to go and yeah. and last time he didn't want to go too but it, it was a weird parallel. Mm-hmm. It um, was uh, three times. Yeah. So far. Three times. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the soundtrack? I, I, you know, I enjoyed it. Like, it isn't something that I would listen to mm-hmm. on its own. Right. But within the context of the film, it is it is very good. I, you know, um... It's, it's perfect for the movie. Oh, God. I love the fact that it's all acapella. I think that's yeah. perfect for the idea of a person doing all the tools. Exactly. Um, I actually do listen to the soundtrack on my own sometimes. Sound. It's, it's just, it's, personally, it's just not my style of music. Oh, yeah, you totally. Know? So, like, I, I, my, the soundtracks, the film soundtracks that I listen to are, are generally, like, uh, jazz soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Elevator to the Gallows and The Last Tango in Paris. Or, you know, like, synthwave uh, right. soundtracks like oh, Drive. Yeah. And like uh, 80s soundtracks right. from like Terminator, uh, Thief, oh, Tangerine sure. Dream. Oh, have you God. seen? Uh, have you seen Collateral? Uh, yeah, I, I watched it. Yeah, you watched it there. Um, that was good. That also has a, a great soundtrack. Uh, oh, yeah. There's just a mixture of a lot of stuff, you know, uh, with the you know Audio Slave showing up as well. Sure. That was, yeah, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good soundtrack as well. That that's a soundtrack I listen to mm-hmm. quite a bit. But yeah, uh, I do really think that it. There is no other soundtrack that could fit Swiss Army oh, Man better than that one. Well, Andy Hole, so the reason they have Andy Hole is because they previously shot a music video for him and they asked him to come back on. But um, if you notice at the end credits, it plays like a, uh, there's an acoustic guitar song. Yeah. And it's like the only song that actually has instruments in the whole thing. But apparently he wrote that song before writing the, like when they first approached him and he based the entire soundtrack off of that one song. Wow. Um, that is pretty cool. I, I think it's... And there's a lot of different... I just like that they used Jurassic Park in it as yeah, well. I thought yeah. that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice that Bigfoot was in that movie? Oh, actually, I've heard that, and I tried to I look for it, it but I, I, did not, I did not find it. So uh, where where is it? So like, it's right after the, the compass. Right, right after, after he the finds compass. the dick compass, and he's like, oh, crap. And I think it's 3318 is the time signature, and it's... It's them walking across this this um, like it's like they're walking in the forest and this is big tree yeah and in the background just like in this one tiny circle you can see a figure that's moving the thing and it's it's actually clearly there if you see it um, wow no I I did yeah I do want to see it now actually I do want to see the still but um, yeah I don't have it on me right now so well, I'll do it once we're, we're sure. done with this um. Uh, apparently, Bigfoot was played by Daniel Radcliffe's bodyguard, which I didn't <laughs> even know Daniel Radcliffe had a bodyguard. <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense yeah. with Daniel Radcliffe oh, just because yeah. Harry Potter. Right. You know, they, 
the fans. He's, they can be crazy. <laughs> they can be pretty crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, that's that's pretty crazy that they just put him in the movie. Right. The, the cameos are, are pretty cool. It's as great. I said. Favorite uh, Paul Dano movie and favorite Daniel Radcliffe movie other than Swiss Army uh, Man. Because, I, I mean, you, we, well, we like, know you like Swiss Army right. Man the best. Like I said, I, I get... Um, you get Paul Dano Paul Dano because somebody else. I think it's, it's the guy who was in... Um, the one with Tom Cruise where he's like the coke pilot. Um, oh, you mean uh, Oh, you mean Donald Gleason? Yeah, I get those guys ah, confused. Yeah, you mean American Made? Yeah, what do you yeah. Think of American I Maid? need to see it. You need I to really see want to see that movie. It's actually pretty good. Uh, what do you think of Tom Cruise as an actor? Because this is a person I, I don't like. Oh, he's guys, a dick. But but, um, but as an actor, what I, do you think? I go back. It depends on the movie. Depends on the movie. I think I think American Made would be really fun to watch because it's different than the generic Tom Cruise character. Because I get tired of the Mission Impossible. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was fun in Night and Day. Um, I heard that was okay. Yeah. It wasn't a great movie, but it was he. It just it was fun because it was a bit more playful than like I'm gonna go action <laughs> chase steal my own stunts kind of thing. Yeah. Um, when you think of him in uh, in Collateral, I was good. To- oh, it was it was good because it was different. It was yeah. villain roles. Yeah, I was I wasn't not. sure if he was a villain until the end. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that was that was. He should play more villains. He should definitely. That's that's. I think I feel that's a better role for him. Oh yeah. Than playing the, uh, you know, the hero. It's just but I mean, interesting. It's just you know he wants to make the big bucks, so he has yeah. to be the hero. Right. And he's just fooled himself. Yeah. So yeah, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel though. Radcliffe, though, um, I gotta say, Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, oh, that's. I mean, yeah, that is definitely a really really good film. I love that movie. And Harry Potter, you know, it's right. Uh, it's the best Harry Potter film. Oh sure. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And. That's coming from a person who doesn't actually really uh, enjoy watching the Harry Potter right. movies, uh, but I, I I love the Prisoner of Azkaban. That's it's great. pretty fucking good. But uh, other than Harry Potter, because okay. <laughs> I, I mean, well, yeah, he hasn't been in. He much. was in that one with the wit, the ghost movie, right? The girl, Lady in Black, or something. Yeah, and then. A lot of stuff I haven't seen. No, yeah, I I I liked him in in this uh, romantic comedy called uh, What If. Oh yeah, with Adam Driver. Uh, with Adam Driver and Zoe Kazan, okay. who's also in The Big Sick. Okay, yeah, I didn't see it, but I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good movie actually. Like sure. I, I enjoyed it, but uh, there are a lot of people who say that Daniel Radcliffe can't uh, have chemistry with any other person. He's a little awkward. <laughs> um, but I don't know, it, it, felt, it felt all right. It felt me. good in this one. Yeah. Um, this one, no, this one's perfect, yeah, to be yeah. honest. The, they're, they're meant for each other. Yeah, this totally. Movie. It, it makes perfect sense. I thought it was funny because it's it's the Daniels and then Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dan-O. It's like a, <laughs> a bunch of Dans. Yeah, bunch of Dans. <laughs> um, but have you seen, um, there was a movie with uh, Paul Dano, two Paul Danos, actually. Is it the time travel one? No, no, it's the uh, There Will Be Blood. Oh. Have you seen There Will Be Blood? I, I feel like I have, but I, don't, I can't remember what it is. It's the uh, oil film with uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I have not seen that. You really should, because uh, Paul Dano appears in that movie as two characters, okay. twins. Interesting. But you never see them together, so it's like, are they twins? Oh, uh, okay. Or is this... Huh. Yeah, you never know. It, it's a really good movie, though. Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson, fantastic. Sure. Yeah, no, 100%. A common theme here is that I have not seen a lot of... <laughs> Quite a bit of films. It's, it's fine, you know. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen, like, a, a lot either. Like, there's a, there's a lot of movies that people give me 
give me shit for not sure. seeing like Face Off, for example. Oh my I God, seen. Face Off is. I haven't seen Face it's Off. It's a ridiculous movie. Oh, I know. I want oh, to. I haven't God. seen it yet. You know. Yeah. Well, my issue is Aliens. I haven't seen Aliens either. Aliens better. I don't know. I didn't. The first Alien. Yeah. yeah. Aliens isn't. I didn't. I didn't like it. Hmm. Um, I heard that Aliens like is a really good one of the best blockbusters. Yeah. Well, ever. Aliens is more of an action film. Alien is like a horror film. I I just thought it. I don't know. I, I, I was a diehard fan of Aliens, so I thought Aliens kind of took away from what made Aliens so great. Yeah. Um, no, uh, you know, Ridley Scott, masterful director. Oh, yeah. Blade Runner is fantastic. Blade Runner is one of my favorites. Um, that's one. Like, I've seen a lot of the weird 80s stuff and a lot of cult classics. Like, um, I love e- the Evil Dead franchise. Uh, yeah, see, that's the thing. I, I do want to see that, too. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Sam sure. Raimi. Uh, and this is the time for the uh, Spider-Man plug, oh, man. Spider-Man reference plug. Uh, <laughs> Sam Raimi, the Holy Trilogy, the best trilogy for Spider-Man. Definitely. Hands down. Yeah. But yeah, no, I love Sam Raimi, and uh, I really want to see The Evil Dead. I just, you know, it, it's hard to find time when there's, I, like, so many movies. Well, it's hard, and for me, I, I, it was, like, even watching Swiss Army Man again by myself was painful to, like, it was, like, pulling teeth to get myself to do it just because, like, I, I, I just I feel awkward watching movies by myself, yeah. which is weird because there's no one to feel awkward around. Yeah, no, it's, it's um, true. But no, it's, I, I, the Evil Dead ones are just fun. They're stupid fun. Um, oh, stupid fun movies. I'm gonna plug a recommendation. One of my favorite fun films, Phone Booth. With um. With Colin Farrell. Yeah. Oh wow. I love that movie. Who it's, directed that? It's uh, Joel Schumacher. Schumacher, yeah, that's Who directed what I Batman and Robin. And uh, the Falling Down or whatever. Falling Down. Have you seen Falling Down? I've seen parts of it. I like Falling Down quite yeah. a bit, actually. Uh, I don't like the main character of Falling Down. You know, he's a, he's a bad person. Right. But he's like... A lot of people don't understand that. Like, with Falling Down, the main character is intentionally a bad person. Right. But I won't get into that uh-huh. uh, too much. It's for um, a different podcast. For a different podcast, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, I don't know if anyone will be willing to talk about Falling Down. It's it's a it's, it's a tricky film. It's, it's a an tricky interesting film. one. It's, yeah. it's kind of obscure at this point. Everyone just remembers Schumacher for Batman now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, also Lost Boys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Lost Boys is also pretty popular now. Yeah. It's getting more popular. That I have to see as well. Me oh, too. funniest Joel Schumacher... <laughs> Movie is Eight Millimeter with Nicolas oh, Cage God, yeah. and Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> a Joaquin funny. Phoenix Nick Cage movie yeah, directed a, by Joel Schumacher. That's a weird mix about snuff films. Uh huh. So you know, yeah, I rec- <laughs> Have you seen it? Before? I, I I've seen. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. If you should watch it, just because it's a it's a, it's a hell of a ride. Uh, Nick you know? Cage is. He's a character. He is a character, yeah. yeah. And he plays himself very well in this movie. Definitely. Nick Cage, very good. Um, yeah, plug Nick do you Cage. think you think uh, this movie was inspired by Nick Cage? Like, which wait what? <laughs> the uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Swiss Army Man. Uh huh. <laughs> the you know, how do I say Manny? Manny's sure things. I don't think so personally. No, I, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to relate. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> great segue. Um, we got we went off on a tangent there, didn't we? Um, yeah. Well, okay. So I want to talk about people's interpretations of that movie. If, if we're going back yeah, on 100%. the topic, because it's been interpreted in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading every time I read a review, I find a new perspective. I read one person who was said it was about 
who, who, who didn't like it because he thought it was just like toxic masculinity and it was like, oh, the fragile man-child and stuff like that, <laughs> which I was... I don't know. I thought that was kind of simplistic. Yeah, it's, too, it's simplifying it down to just one part of the right. whole thing. And I think that's what a lot of people do with this movie. Um, when I talk to people, it's always like, oh, this one part. Everyone thinks it's like, it's fart humor. It's, it's this juvenile jokes, but they almost never play the farts off as jokes. I think in the very beginning, there's the, that that's funny. And then I think that the first scene where he's carrying on that, that's funny. But after that, like, I don't think there's like any other fart jokes in the movie. And I think what, what makes the movie so funny is that it doesn't play off anything as a joke. It all takes everything super serious. So then when he says stuff like, oh, so um, when you masturbate, you think of your mom. Yeah. It's like, oh, that was funny because I took it so seriously. Um, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, there's, yeah, people do simplify this movie a lot, especially considering that it's it's an easy target. Yeah, though. it's a it's a very easy target, especially definitely. if you it, as soon as you have any fart joke in a in a comedy film, right? You're definitely gonna get like uh, you know bad looks. Sure. But uh, the, I, I my advice is like people to people is to like pay attention to every detail because everything there is is placed. I yeah. For a reason it, I feel it's very intentional. That's why that's why I like their directing, and that's one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite movies is because everything in there is so intentional, and it it feels like there's so much um, like throwbacks, or like callbacks, or foreshadowing, like the whole sing me a song so I don't overthink things or. Uh, just that you're garbage and they keep making reference to like we are what's put out and there's the whole poop and it's like it's put out people's butt and then we're getting put out and we're not wanted and the whole thing where it's like it's okay but then at the same time like Hank's all grossed out by it even though like yeah. he you're in the middle of the woods and you're by yourself it doesn't really matter dude yeah um, and there's just it's it's like every time I watch it I notice certain things and I probably forget things too that it's, it just it feels so incredibly intentional. I, I love that about their directing style. Yeah, the, the way uh, dude, uh, Paul Dano's character, Hank, explains, you know, life yeah. to Manny is is very, you know, non-traditional. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like trying to explain it to a toddler, but, right. but even then it's it's not that simple either. So it's, it's kind of weird. But I, I, I liked it a lot because it wasn't, about it being said to Manny, but it was it was supposed to just mean something right. as well on its own. Definitely, and and I, I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, all in all, I am a fan of this film. Mm -hmm. It is it is a good movie. Well well done, and uh, I've seen you know the reception. Uh, right. And originally, like when it premiered, I think it premiered at Sundance. I, that uh, makes film. sense. Uh, when it premiered at Sundance, I. I uh, like I, I heard that it was getting rave reviews. It was the best uh -huh. thing uh, in Sundance. In fact, like a friend of mine who, uh, who went to Sundance actually told me that it was uh, his favorite film. Right. And uh, so I was really excited to watch this film. And I went to watch it the first time in theaters with my brother. And we went out of the theater with a thing that's like one of the best fucking movies I've ever seen this year. Because it's, it's again, the, the best part of this film is that it is its own thing. I don't I haven't seen anything exactly. like Exactly. It's so you know? incredibly unique. Yeah. And I've seen like unique things too, uh, other unique things, but sure. nothing like this. You right. know? And that's that's uh that's something in itself, you know. That's that's uh -huh. something that has to be praised to be honest. Yeah, for sure. Um Yeah, it's it's and I think a lot of people pass up on it because it looks stupid. 
You explain yeah. the plot to somebody, and they're like, oh, okay, so it's like a dumb slapstick. And it's like, no, it's, no, it's actually not. really beautiful. There's, there's a lot it makes to you it, cry. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think it's, like, it's one of those things where, like, I will host movie nights and invite my friends over to force them to watch this movie because at the end of it they go, oh, this is really good. And I'm like, see? Yeah. No, it is, it's definitely pretty good. Yeah, what did you think of the um, whole scene with the bear? Because I think uh, it doesn't, it's not even that much of a talked about movie, but the, pe- the part people usually talk about is the ending. But to me, I think the most important scene is the whole bit where the, with the bear and then they're on the tree and they're talking. Because, yeah. like, I don't know, it seemed different than the rest of the movie to me. Like, maybe we just Manny's line where he goes, I know those are fucking cars because it was like, it was the one point in the whole movie where Manny seemed like an adult. And yeah. I was, I just, that whole scene was weird with the him memor- remembering things. and mm-hmm. Like, what, what, did, what, did, how, what did you think of that scene? Uh, so, like, when I was, yeah, when I was watching that, I, I did notice that, uh, you know, Manny was saying that he knew, uh, you know, he knew fucking what fucking cars are. Right. Uh, and, I thought to myself, that's just a, another hint uh, at the fact that, you know, Hank is hallucinating, man. Right. But I, I don't think it's it's that simple because how would he, you know, survive? Definitely. That as well. And I, I don't know. It's it's pretty tricky. But it is it is yeah. It's definitely different in tone. Yeah. Than the rest of the film. But, and I, I enjoyed that scene in particular, actually. It's pretty it's a pretty good scene. And actually, um, I think that, that I'm remembering, the one thing, I think the biggest indicator that it is all in Hank's head, and, and you can take this or you can leave this because I still don't think it proves anything, is when Manny first talks about thoughts. He's like, this is a thought, this is a thought. The very first thought is from Hank's perspective, and it's him looking at a bag, yeah. which I thought was weird because it's in the first-person perspective as well, which... I don't think they did any other time in that movie, um, but it was Manny's thoughts from Hank's perspective, which was just weird. Yeah, that's the thing. See, that that was uh, that was also what I noticed. Like, you know, Manny uh, was thinking stuff, and then Hank was seeing it. Right. And I was like, okay, this is another. Yeah, it's just another hint. But I kind of don't want it to be. That I don't answer. either. You know. I think it. I think the, it works a lot better. The message, at least, if it isn't. If it isn't real, and that's why I go back and I say it doesn't matter because, mm-hmm. um, because it was real to Hank, and, and I think that's maybe just myself just like trying to like no, it was real, because I don't want to I don't want to accept that it wasn't real because then it it makes the movie a bit more depressing. Yeah, no, that, that happens uh, a lot with a lot of sad. I don't like watching sad movies. Neither personally. do I. I. I don't like getting out of a movie and it's just uh, you know a depressing ending. Right. That. It's it's not fun, you know. I, I get it. Like it's it's for power, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you get the message across, especially sure. Uh, if if it's like a really depressing ending, right? It can it can get the message across quite clear. But uh, it's there's been a rush towards making a lot of films with a melancholic endings. Uh-huh. I just want something just yeah. happy, you know. Yeah. Just happy. Like like this one. Yeah. Just yeah. Just ended on a very happy it was note. Sweet. Like I, the dad finally like accepted that. him. Yeah. yeah. That was that was great. That was the best way to end that. Oh yeah, I was hoping you know it, like because at that moment they were, they could have just had the reveal you know oh it's all in his head right or oh he's dead or yeah, whatever. But instead they actually just chose to go the happy ending route that and was that's hopeful. yeah, that's pretty cool you know Definitely. I like that. So um, any final thoughts on 
uh, go watch film. this movie. Yeah, go <laughs> definitely, um, definitely go watch this movie. It, it is pretty cool, and at least even if you, you know, even if you don't really pay attention, it mm-hmm. will still be fun. Yeah, you know, it's, it it's, is, it is still a funny film. It's a funny movie. It's, I I find that I, I laugh. I find new things to laugh at each time I watch it. Um, I I think it's a movie that everybody should watch at least once. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's 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 a good movie. Um, and I think it should be talked about too. I, I I like having a discussion because I think I like that it can be interpreted, and I want to hear other people's interpretations because I think that's interesting. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. So definitely go see that movie. Um, and uh, we're gonna wrap it up here, guys. Uh, thank you for coming, Ty. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Film Club UW, and like our Facebook page at uh, UW Film Club. You know, Amazon Smile links, all of that. They're coming soon. Tune in next week. Thank you for listening.